Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And a very happy Tuesday morning, everybody. Tuesday, March 21st, 2023. It's the Daily Cruise and Travel News Podcast brought to you by the Snood Factory. www.thesnoodfactory.com I'm a very stuffed up guru of the seas this morning Again, Tom Drake here along with my partner, my editor, my chaperone, the Drake There he is, and uh, welcome to the podcast Before I get into what's going on, before I get to the pile uh, Take a moment to explain the Drake We have a lot of first time listeners and they're curious why that duck is involved So am I, as a matter of fact, it was an off-the-cuff uh, I don't know what I was thinking, kind of a moment, but I will explain that my logo is the is a duck. Is a duck reading a newspaper? My nose isn't quite that big. It's a duck reading the newspaper because the Drake is a duck. And 30 years ago, I was on the radio in Fort Myers, Florida, and someone uh, designed that logo for me, and I've kept it. I always wanted to use it again, so I have the duck as a logo, and so I have the Drake as a partner. It seems sophomoric and juvenile and, and ridiculous until I tell you the story that United Airlines has decided to have a whole campaign about sustainability. I've talked about sustainability until we can't sustain it anymore. Everybody in the travel and aviation, aviation industry wants to be the first to go net zero emissions, the first to save the planet by next Tuesday. And United Airlines is rolling out a whole program about sustainability. And you know who the spokesman for the program is? Oscar the Grouch. Oscar the Grouch, the Muppet character. This is a billion, multi-billion dollar airline. And they chose a Muppet character to make a point to sell a program. So if they can have a Muppet character... By the way, Oscar the Grouch, as I read it, is a, is a, is a, is a, has a green body and no visible nose. So my duck's better looking. And, uh, and he lives in a trash can. Well, my duck, uh, my duck very much like the chickens uh, that lay the eggs for Viking Cruise Line. My truck is... Uh, my duck... My truck? My duck is well maintained. I will tell you that right now. He's in. He's inside a very nice computer. Uh, anyway, here's United Airlines. They're, they're embarking on this campaign to tell everybody sustainability because basically Oscar, Oscar the Grouch is saying your garbage could be your next jet fuel, and this is true according to this campaign from United Airlines. Um, uh, things like banana peels I'm reading it as we go along Banana peels um, Anything that goes into the trash Can then be taken out of the trash And put into some kind of machine Some grouchy machine And suddenly become aviation fuel So the next time you have to fly Like I do All the way from JFK to Mumbai Just just say an extra prayer That you know whatever banana peel They're using to fuel this A350-300 It was a good peel it was a good year for that peel because they're going to take garbage and make garbage into something usable. This is something the United States Congress should consider doing because the garbage that comes out of there has never been usable. I don't know why I went that way. I swung to politics this early in the morning on a Tuesday. What's the point? There he is. He's there to tell me to make my point. My point is don't ridicule me. Don't laugh. Don't scoff. Don't denigrate my duck. 
when United Airlines, a multi-billion dollar aviation juggernaut, decides to use a Muppet puppet, a Muppet puppet as their spokesman. I'll put my duck up against their Muppet puppet any day of the week. Before I get to what's going on, because it seems like the get to the going on is bigger than the going on anymore, I want to say uh, hello to my friends on the Oceana Insignia, and good luck, suckers. You know, I've said it in the past, people that cruise are just plain, uh, I don't know if the word is nuts, I don't want to say stupid, but they're on a world cruise right now, and they're down in Africa, down in an area that I can't pronounce, the French part of Africa, and I just uh, decided to look it up because I've been down there before, and I've been down there. In fact, I was supposed to go to a friar's dinner for Quentin Tarantino in New York City, uh, and like an idiot, I thought I would fly out of Abidjan, Abidjan in Africa. I thought that I re- that's how stupid I was years back. I really thought I would fly from Abidjan to New York for an awful Quentin Tarantino friar's roast, which, by the way, now the friar's club is actually shuttered. Um, Anyway, they're down there in that part of the woods, so I went on to the State Department, because if you can't trust the U.S. State Department, who can you trust, you know? Uh, For what they should be, in case you're listening to the podcast, here are some of the things that the United States Department of State, uh, the State Department, is saying about if you're down there in that part of Africa, in the Cote d'Ivoire, do not physically resist any robbery attempt. That includes on the ship, by the way. Um, Use caution when walking or driving at night, while most of the people in that cruise can't drive at night. Anyway, so that's out of the way. Keep a low profile. Well, come on. A guest on a world cruise low profile? Yeah, ask for another something for them to do. Be aware of your surroundings. We we try to get them to do that all the time. Um, uh, do not display signs of wealth such as expensive watches or jewelry. Well, I'm not going there. Stay alert in locations frequented by Westerners, including the terrorist cafe. Be extra vigilant when visiting banks or ATMs. Who in their right mind goes to an ATM in that part of the world? I'm sorry. This is not racist. This is just honest. It is nasty down there. Are you kidding me? Uh, copy a copy. Bring a copy of your passport. You know, many times now the countries want you to carry your own passport. Ah, screw that. Um, also, uh, make sure you have a, an evacuation plan that does not rely on U.S. government assistance. <laughs> that was my favorite part of reading this. The United States government said, screw you, pal. You're stupid enough to go on a world cruise in that part of Africa. You're on your own. Um, it goes on to say, avoid demonstrations in crowds, except for, you know, the gangway, because everybody's just tearing each other apart to get off, to get out of some half, half-ton half truck with bald tires to go look at some part of the... Uh, goes on and on and on here. All right. That's why I have the duck. That's why the Drake is in the building. Roll the music. Let's get going on Tuesday morning. Let me grab my pile. I'm going to play golf later. I'm excited about that. You don't need to know, but I'm playing a Disney course. I can't really play golf, but it'll be good to get out and get one with nature. What is going on in the cruise and travel industry? Well, yesterday was a big day for the news, for news in the industry, because Frank Del Rio, who's been the big boss at NCL Holy since 2015, I believe, announced his retirement June 30th. He's, uh, he's done. He's leaving the company and the board, uh, going on to probably just take it easy. He's, you know, 30 years in the business, the last 20 years 
Uh, well, 20 years ago, along with Bob Bender and Joe Waters, they, f- they found an Oceanic Cruise Line, one ship, 640 guests, a new idea, a new a new level of cruising. You know, there had always been Greyhound with life jackets. Now, of course, I call them Mega Mothers and Sea Godzillas because they're monster ships. But back then, there were 26, 2,400 guests. Uh, there was always that level, Greyhound with life jackets, mass market cruising. And then there was luxury up the top there, the Seaboard and Silver Sea. And uh, uh, it wasn't Regent in those days. It was Radisson in those days and Crystal. And they, they found a spot in the middle for Oceanic Cruise Line. Small ship, small ship, luxury, excellent service, crew ratio of 1.4 to 1, 1.4 crew to 1 guest. I never knew who the .4 was, a little guy in the laundry, I guess, shorter guy, uh, and very successful from the beginning. Started with one ship, then two ships, then three. I was with him for, I've uh, been there almost 15, I it's 15 years, and we were always, always sold out, always busy, always been successful. And they were acquired, uh, well, they joined along with Region 7 Seas, I won't go through the whole long drawn out story, but he ended up at the top of the uh, of the hill. Kevin Sheehan was the CEO of NCL Holdings, and when they purchased Prestige Cruise Holdings, which is region in Oceana, and the word on the street or on the ship or everybody that knew anything uh, that Mr. Del Rio was going to retire one year into that acquisition, but then one day on a Friday, uh, Kevin Sheehan was in a meeting in Miami, and next thing you know, he was in the parking lot getting an Uber, and then uh, Mr. Del Rio became the chairman, and he's been there ever since, and he's overseen an expansion of new ships, new builds, the Norwegian Prima for NCL, now the Vista coming out for Oceana, the Grandeur coming out from Regent, these gorgeous new ships, lots of things happening. And of course, the last uh, two, the two years of the pandemic, the, the stress had to be just tremendous because you know the expression, robbing Peter to pay Paul. Well, cruise lines were robbing Peter and five other apostles to try to pay Paul, to try to stay afloat. They weren't getting any assistance from the federal government, any government. They weren't getting help. If anything, they were getting uh, disdain. They were getting disrespected by guys like Blumenthal and Connecticut who thought we were nothing but floating feature dishes. So you're you're in charge of all of this during that whole time frame. You know, Richard Fain just finally retired at Royal Caribbean. It's a lot. I mean, it's just, just crazy. Arnold Donald retired from Carnival uh, Corporation. It, it, you, the, to wake up every morning and know you got to keep it all going. Because there, as I read this press release, 39,000 people work for Norwegian Cruise Line Holdings. So you're responsible for 39,000 people. Now, he did get paid over $30 million a year. So, you know, I'll take a lot of that responsibility for that kind of scratch. So he's out of there. Harry Summer will become the president of a Norwegian Cruise Line Holdings. He's normally, right now he's uh, the president of NCL. Uh, get it right, Tom. He's the president of Norwegian Cruise Line. He will be elevated, uh, elevated he's, uh, to uh, the boss of uh, bosses. Um, I call him Harry. There's only so many ways to cook a chicken summer. I don't have time to retell that story, but I hear through the grapevine, through the guru grapevine, he's a brilliant guy, a really, really smart guy. So he's the boss. Now, David Herrera uh, is now the president of Norwegian Cruise Line, or will be starting July. Uh, in fact, in the last six or eight months, all three cruise lines have new presidents, all new leadership. Frank Del Rio, son of Frank Del Rio, the, the son is now the president of Oceana. That's a coincidence. And Andrew DeMarco replaced uh, Jason Montague as the president of Region. And Jason Montague had been there uh, with Prestige Cruise Holdings since the beginning. Uh, a lot of changes. They're tired. I mean, you know, I make fun of it, but to be the short side people and have the responsibility of filling those ships and you know making sure everybody gets paid and the bills get paid 
I'm not sucking up. I mean, I can't imagine the pressure. I mean, I sit in a little room here and talk to you for 20 minutes a day. How hard is that? Of course, I'm not making 30 million a year. Anyway, congratulations to Frank Del Rio. In all the time I've been with the company, 15 years, I've never met the guy, but I'm sure he's a nice guy. I hear through the grapevine he is, and I n never met anybody else either because no one wants to talk to the comedian. Who the hell cares what he thinks? <laughs> but lately, a lot of people do. I understand the numbers here are quite good. I appreciate that very much. Uh, speaking of Oceanic Cruise Line, and, you know, I'm about to begin to search for additional sponsorship. I love, you know, the pre-roll that you hear before this every day is uh, placed by a computer. And it is exciting to find out that Peloton is advertising on this show and all these other ones. I don't know. The computer doesn't. I don't have to sell that. The computer sold it to somebody and it gets plugged in there and, it, and colleges promote this show. People send me emails. Hey, did you hear the one this morning? The commercial is more interesting than the podcast. It's like, who's advertising this direct today? Who got stuck? The company doesn't know. The company buys a blanket program where their 30-second commercial will be on podcast all over. But I, I'm pretty sure this one is kind of, uh, they don't want to uh, promote on podcast that would be, uh, um, what's the word, I'm profane or sexual in nature and things like that. Anyway, uh, I'm going to look for sponsors. And one of the ideas is that I should every day talk about a, a cruise lines that have deals. I should tell you what's going on. Now, this one happens to be Oceana. Uh, Oceana has, an, and I find this interesting because Frank DeRay, who's leaving, has made it very clear they don't discount. They don't discount. Okay, you don't discount. I'll buy into that a little bit. Uh, Oceana Cruises announces all three amenities for free sale. Okay, I am biting the hand that feeds me, but uh, that doesn't have a good ring to it. All three amenities for free sale. I think they should have just went all three for free. All three for free, and then tell them in the body of the commercial what they're getting for free. Am I right? I think I'm right. I have, a, I have an ear for this, because you know why? I do stand-up comedy, and words are important, and uh, that wouldn't work on stage. It just doesn't fit. All three amenities for free sale. What I'm shocked by is nobody in the cruise industry ever says free, do they? It's complimentary. Complimentary beverage package. Complimentary spa package. Uh, complimentary this package. Uh, I was just staying in the uh, beautiful Embassy Suites in San Marcos, Texas, and they said, there was a red on the mirror, it said that if I wanted fresh towels, to call them two days in advance, and they would give me complimentary service. Not that I hadn't paid for it uh, for $265 in San Marcos, Texas, uh, on a whatever uh, move on anyway uh, the all three for free uh, all three oh see now they cut it all right apologies let me make apologies i don't think all three amenities for free sale is what they said i believe that's what cruise industry news put in there and that's where i got the articles and this is one of the things i'm always the point a uh, point i'm always trying to drive home well not recently i mostly just kind of crawl but the words mean something, and that didn't mean any. All three amenities now in the body of it. Uh, Oceanic Cruises has launched its O Life, O Life Ultimate All Three for Free Sale. That has the right ring. I know what you're thinking. Just move on and tell us what we're getting for nothing, because everybody wants something for nothing. You get up in the morning hoping something for nothing. Reminds me, I didn't check my Powerball numbers. Maybe um, maybe this could be the last podcast. Anyway, they're giving away a bunch of free stuff. Um, here we go. Uh, it will include free shore excursions, free beverage package, uh, shipboard credit, big money, on 83 select voyages, 
and 20, uh, 2024 exploring destinations such as Tokyo, Barcelona, and Dubai. The free shore excursions include uh, the Kyoto's, Kyoto's Golden Pavilion or a, a, a winery in Saint-Tropez and everything else. So here's the deal. They can take advantage of these savings aboard all of the ships um, and you should take care of it right now. There's lots of cool ports and they're giving away a bunch of stuff. That's what it says. All three for free. Now, that was a very bad commercial. If I hope to sell Oceana on the idea they should give me a few bucks, they drop me a couple coins, you know what I mean? I roll a quarter or something. Uh, or maybe a better stateroom on the ship. I have to do a better destination. Bottom line, right now there's a sale going on. There's a sale going on at Oceana Cruise Line. Norwegian Cruise Line, back in the news. Uh, according to Cruise Hive, and I've mentioned Cruise Hive in the past, it's a block site. And they get it right most of the time. And I don't mean that disrespectfully, although it sounds that way. Um, they're not right sometimes because they, the people writing these articles have cruised a few times. And they are self, they're self-appointed, like I'm the guru of the seas. They think they're the traveler of the week and they know everything and they don't because they haven't done this for 29 years plus a few days as I have. Anyway, Norwegian Cruise Line, according to Cruise Ive, is making a significant mustard drill change. And if you ever had a change in your mustard, baby, it can be extremely painful. What are they doing? They're bringing back the no effort cruise line. I'm sorry. The no Hey, I take a lot of medicine for this head, okay? They're bringing back the no effort mustard drill. Alright, now if you're not a cruiser, you don't even know what the hell I'm talking about. A mustard drill is when all the guests are mustard, not ketchup, uh, not mayonnaise, mustard, and they're asked to uh, report to their muster station. The muster station is the place you go to if the ship is in trouble for whatever reason. Uh, you go there and you wait to be told what to do. Hopefully you go back to your stateroom and it's all over. Uh, you don't have to get into a lifeboat, um, but you have to go to this place and sit and wait. And cruise lines have been chipping away at this for a while now, and I think it's a terrible mistake. Uh, I think that people need to know where to go in the case of an emergency. There's something known as muscle memory. Now, I don't have muscle or memory, but I know I know where I, my muster station is. Uh, I find that out right away. Uh, I want to know where I'm supposed to go to watch the confusion ensue because that's what's going to happen because people don't pay attention when it's not an emergency. When it's an emergency, all hell breaks loose. It's over with anyway. Well, they're doing away with it. During the pandemic, because we weren't allowed to congregate, appropriate, or, uh, or other words, when they didn't, you weren't allowed to do anything under the Fauci fiefdom rules. So uh, no one could get close to other people. So they stopped it. And you had to watch a video in your room. Uh, in fact, you couldn't use the TV until you watched the video. So what'd you do? Turn on the video, go take a shower. Nobody watched it. Come on, let's be honest. Nobody watched it. That's what America, at least the Americans, nobody watched it. And then when, the, when it hits the fan, you go, I don't know what to do. I I didn't watch the video. You should have watched the video. Well, I was busy. I was taking a shower. So they're bringing it back. So it's very easy now. They don't have to do anything. And I don't. I have a problem with this. 45 minutes out of your seven day, make it a seven day cruise. That's like 148 hours on the ship. 45 minutes out of your life to know where to go in the case of an emergency. We hope it never happens, but it's better if you know. Don't depend on somebody else and don't look for somebody to help you. Uh, do it on your own. So I think, you know, I shouldn't say this because they pay my salary. At least Norwegian Cruise Line Holdings does. Now, Norwegian Cruise Line has announced this. I'm almost certain that Oceana region will fall in line. And they're doing it for what reason? No effort. They don't, the guests hate it. The guests don't like it. Richard Fain, former chairman of Royal Caribbean, once called it a pain in the ass. 
but it's important. I'll bring back some history, the Concordia, you know, the ship that sunk with that moron captain with his girlfriend in the boat. Uh, if he would have mustered the guests, they would still, those 36 or 37 people would be alive because he didn't. He wanted, he didn't want anybody to know it. He was an idiot. He was leaving anyway. So the ship ran aground, it listed, turned on its side, the lights went out. And if those people had been in their muster stations and accounted for, the key to this is when you go to your muster stations, everybody, uh, there's attendance, like Catholic school. Everybody's here. And if they're not here, we go look for you because we're trying to save your life. That's the purpose of this. That's the purpose of mustering. And now it's a, watch a Fakakta video and whatever. And I'm telling you, I shouldn't say this, just one catastrophe. It's just gonna take one catastrophe and everything will change. Uh, look, look what's going on with the near misses, with the pilots, with the people not paying attention. And now they're having conferences and meetings and everything else. There'll be a lot of changes made. And uh, if you not know what's going on, there's been seven situations in the last month or two where they've had near misses, mostly on land. Mostly because pilots disregarded the instructions of the traffic controller or they didn't hear him, didn't pay attention because he's talking to the co-pilot. That guy should lose his ticket. Bang. That's it. If you take your Republic Airways jet across the runway where you're not supposed to be because you didn't pay attention, you didn't pay attention because you're busy with something else, then you ought to get your, you know what it means to get your ticket pulled, right? Yeah. See you later. Speaking of the airlines, Southwest Airlines, you know, back in December, they have a bit of a problem, you know. Everything went wrong. They couldn't de-ice the planes. They couldn't find the flight attendants. The pilots couldn't call in. Their software went hard or their hardware went soft. It was a mess. And everybody got stranded. And what happens when that happens? First, there's a government investigation that amounts to nothing. And then the company has to put out a, a plan. And if you really want to do it right, you put out a three-pronger. And so Southwest has announced a three-prong plan because back in December, it was one prong. Everybody trying to fly Southwest to get home with their family got the one prong. You know what I'm saying? It was a wrong, we didn't go anywhere. It wasn't nonstop. It was a one prong flight. Thank you. Ah. Anyway, so now Southwest has announced that the, in retrospect, uh, they've actually announced plans to boost their operational resiliency. And my wife gives me vitamins for that. It seems to be working. I take Coco 10 and 12, 4, 27. Doesn't Viagra do that? Boost your operational resiliency? Uh, they're going to, to, to enhance support for their employees and their customers. Uh, you know, they have trouble. Their pilots and uh, flight attendants all want more money. They don't want to give it to them. Um, there's a lot of dissension in, in Southwest Airlines. Um, but they've decided now they're going to they're going to find more equipment to de-ice the planes. Because that was one problem. They couldn't de-ice the planes. They're going to get better software so they can find their planes and their pilots and so people you know they used to have to call in who calls in anymore you go on online and you put something in the computer this stuff was antiquated and you know what the problem was they were going to give a big dividend to the stockholders instead of investing in the company now they said you know we thought about it ever since the government stuck their nose into our business and everybody's suing us we're going to go ahead and order some new software some new de-icers we're going to get more pilots in other words we're going to run the company the way we should have been running it all along now listen i still fly southwest i don't fly Fly the 737 MAX 8. I don't know if you know about that jet. Uh -uh. Yeah, if you're scheduled to fly the 737 MAX 8, Google it and put in uh, possible disasters and put in mid-air, um, mid-flight emergencies and put in the, after they were grounded, put it in now. You want to talk about being, um, what's the word I want? Um, 
lied to. That's the word I want. All right. And finally, this story from Cruise Hive, and I'm not sure why I even had it because I don't really care about it. Um, but a Carnival Cruise Line, and they made a big deal of it. They announced that two of the cruise directors are being promoted to fleet positions. Isn't that Anima? Um, a fleet position. They're going to be cruise directors who travel around to other uh, ships and show the cruise directors the proper way to do belly flop and wet t-shirt and uh, handcuff people, things like that. Um, and uh, I think it's a good idea, and I, I propose an idea. Um, now that we're going to have seven ships with the addition of the Vista on Oceana, I think it's time for a fleet cruise director. I think it's time to appoint somebody that could go around and show the other cruise directors the Oceana way. Because, you know, and it should be somebody, uh, you know, somebody that's been with the company a long time. Somebody that has 30 plus years in the business. Um, somebody that uh, understands it, who values the guest, who values the staff, who is a great trainer, great on stage person, before the show a joke. Um, I'm not going to name that person, but I think that if anybody from Oceana is listening, you should consider that. That's not going to happen because every cruise line is cutting. I'm surprised at this. I mean, Carnival, Carnival Corporation, they're down to eight, they're, they're trading at eight dollars. Right, eight dollars for a billion dollar cruise company, right? And now they're going to take the time to take two cruise directors that costs money, right? You got to take two, two cruise directors off the ship, so they have to be replaced, they get paid. And then the two that are now fleet are getting paid, they have to fly places, they have to stay in hotels, it all costs money. I think probably there's a better way to spend the money, and my suggestion would be hire better cruise directors um, and ones that don't have to be uh, babysat. And I feel the same way about Oceana, but it wouldn't be bad to have that job to just work a few weeks and then come home and stuff like that. All right, get out of this thing. I'm going to get in trouble for bring, even bringing that up. Have a happy Tuesday. I'm going to go play golf. I'm going to feel better tomorrow. I'm going to be charged up. Hopefully this head cold will be in my elbow or some other part of my body by then. Uh, have a good one, and I'll be happy to talk to you tomorrow on hump day. And uh, that's it. Shut up, Doc.